Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., I don't know if they have written the textbook definitions, but I think, without judgment, I think if you give your ass, whether it be real or fake, to another man, I think that might just be, I think that's textbook homosexuality. Uh, uh, Just by the letter of the definition, I think. I feel that definition changes every day. But I still think that's pretty (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying, if you... No, if you, oh, well, Tank said if you give your ass up twice, that makes you gay. So maybe this is his first one. So there's supposed to be a first time? Hey, look, man, I'm I'm still learning the rules. There's an opportunity to sample, I suppose. Oh! (laughs) I'm not sure. I wasn't fully prepared for that, Evan. I was not prepared for that, There's an opportunity to sample. I'm not confirming or agreeing. I'm just saying. It's like back in the day in the... In the sexual harassment uh, training classes that put us through in college, they said that it's not sexual harassment until the second time. Yeah. Second time is intentional. They literally taught Alexia's us that. Alexia's face is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not sexual harassment for the second time. So if you walk up to a woman and touch her butt once, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's an accident. But the second time, yeah. she says something the second time, then, you know, Did it's purpose. cause to record. So yeah. maybe that's how giving your butt So let works. me see if I understand this correctly. In college... This is what they taught me now. They taught you sexual that harassment in college. The first they time, t- I mean, the they second were teaching time, me about sexual harassment. The but, first time is a pass, but but the first time could warrant a slap. That's not your fault. That's not your fault. That's what they taught yeah. us. Who fault is that? That's her fault. The slap. So you can't slap somebody if they just. <laughs> I don't even know if you really believe what you're saying right yeah. now. No, I don't. But because when they said it then, it was it was ridiculous. It's even more ridiculous now. Definitely. You should just. Not do be it. fucking grown and yeah, just keep your hands to yourself. Consent, but anyway, consent is very important. Oh yeah, but okay. Let's get back to Charlemagne's ass though. What are your thoughts? Thoughts thoughts in the room. Charlotte, in case you for, for the people who listen, in case you missed it, Charlemagne the God gave his co host DJ um, Envy DJ Envy a uh, replica of his own ass. A silicon mold. Yes, a mold. Yes, balls included. <laughs> yep. Balls Insertable included. booty hole. And, yep, and the hole. Don't forget the hole. Gave it to his co-host. Tom, Tom, if I came in here today with a replica of my ass and gave it to you, how would you feel about that? I would kick you in your forehead. <laughs> Am I, with, well, damn. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, just, I just can't say I get it. Like, I don't get it either. I, I don't know. I mean, I have gay friends. We talk about all sorts of stuff, but that's just I, I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't really get. With what that. do you? Congratulations on your gay friends. First, two. What do you talk about with your gay friends? <laughs> any, any, anything that move like we're all human. So anything like yeah, whatever comes up. An unfortunate love situation. Yeah. Uh, how your parents treated you? Like, I feel sad today. Like anything. Yeah. Fuck it. Fucking? You talk about fucking with your gay friends? Okay, cool. I know I heard you, but do you talk about fucking with your gay friends? No. 
Why not? I don't, there's, there's no need to discuss that. What about you, man? You talk about sex with your gay friends. Absolutely. Yeah? Why not? I mean, that's just part of that's <laughs> hey, if that's the topic that comes up, you know, I'm I had a roommate. Well, you know okay, I mean? let me let me let me take that back. Okay. It Clean depen- yourself up. Clean yourself it, up. It depends <laughs> on how cool or close I am with said gay friend. A- absolutely. Hundred percent. Right. I'm not just gonna have this random conversation with somebody that I don't you know, we gotta respect each other. True. It's Boundaries established. So there's like a lifelong gay friend. All right, yeah, we probably are talking about that. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yep. But like just some dude in the club. No, nah, nah, it's not just no. It's not just popping off like that. Not at all. Anyway, uh I thought it was interesting that Charlemagne in defending himself in the gift was saying that uh one of the reasons he gave it outside of the giving an asshole a gift to an asshole from an asshole idea was to break down some of the toxic masculinity thoughts regarding homosexuality. In our community, I thought that was full of shit, but I still think it's interesting. Yeah, talk, he, point. he needs to go ahead and step off that soapbox and, <laughs> <laughs> and stop trying to do things for for a culture that he's stirring up. And, yeah, true. Uh, that was just pure clickbait, you know. Yeah, Birdman happened a couple years ago. True. Soldier Boy happened what last year? That was if last not, year. Yeah, that was last year. he needs something to start off twenty twenty. The asshole. Uh, yep. I don't know if that's the way we should start off twenty twenty. <clears throat> no. I'm a little more worried about DJ Envy lotioning it and, and sodomizing Thoroughly. There. Thoroughly. That was a little. And he put a finger in the hole, too. Just yeah, I like even not on the not on the homophobic tip, but just like, you're not supposed to do that to your coworker. <laughs> you're not supposed to lotion and sodomize your coworker. I feel like Tom Tom's not having that on, on this Wednesday. And he said no, but he did it anyway. He did, hey, he look, did it anyway. Hey. He's like, I'm not going to lotion it. Wow, he did it. <laughs> Smack that jump yep. too, dog. Yep. Tom's face right now looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you done here, BMO? I'm what sorry, you, man. This anyway, is all your fault. This, this whole is, conversation is all It is fault. my fault. I brought up that. It, anyway, welcome to the Over the Shoulder Podcast. This is your chance to eavesdrop on three professional creators as we discuss the sources, happenings, and inspirations from the creative industry, from film to production to music to culture. Join us each week as we push the envelope on the possibilities of the creative industry. Our host this week, of course, is me, your main man, 20 grand, Bimo Brown. What's up, y'all? <laughs> to my left, we have my co-host, Tom Tom. What's up, baby? Yo, yo, yo. AKA Tom the Facilitator. The Facilitator. T to G. And introduce our special guest in the building, Tom Tom. My man, Evan Johnson, AKA Glass of Water. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? What's going on? Glass of Water. Glass As of, always, we're coming to you live. Glass of Water Art, that is. Glass of Water Art. After, you have to put that uh, at the end. <clears throat> glass to. of Water Art. Art. Yeah. Got to. Got you. As always, we're coming to you live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel right here on Full Service Radio. Shout out to the producer extraordinaire, Miss Alexia. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you all? We good, man. We good. We good. good, I think it's time for the word of the day. Of the... Do I have the app? Of the day, <laughs> I got it for you. Don't worry. You do. You got yeah, me. Oh, she got us. She, oh man, can you read the definition too? That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Ask, uh, yes, the word of the day is trangum. Who? Trangum. 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 Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. means an odd gadget, a jujaw, a trinket, 
Chuchaw? <laughs> What's the word again? <laughs> Trangum. Trangum. How do you spell said word? T R A N G A M. Trangum. An odd gadget, a jujaw. A, a trinket. Jujaw. Jujaw. A jujaw? But who would. I, I Is that know. racist? It's like what Charlemagne gave to DJ Envy. Mm, that was more than a trinket. <laughs> no, that, I hope, I hope it, was it wasn't. Odd, more than it was a an odd gadget for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, all right then. Cool. Well, Triangle. let's get let's talk to our guests a little time. Time introduce okay. them a little bit. Let's let's get to know them before we continue our over the shoulder conversation. So my man Evan here, mm-hmm. I actually met at DC Art Studios because of our guest from last week, Bruce Allen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when when me and my homies jo- joined Bruce at the studio, he had this laser. Uh, no, let me take that back. He had a stencil of his name on the wall. Yeah. We were like, where did this come from? How did you get this? And in the next couple events, um, in, in the next couple of weeks after that, Bruce introduced us to said man, Evan. Right. Which happens to be the laser cutter, Mr. Plexiglass, oh. Mr. Wooden Man, Mr. Handyman. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he does a little bit of All everything. around. Mr. Yeah. Make It Happen. Okay. Mr. Make It Happen. Yeah. And Glass was, of water. Yes, sir. Art. Yes, sir. So... Evan, uh, Tom Tom did a good job of explaining you, but give us a little more detail. Like, what did you just finish doing? Because I heard it was dope. I saw it, but I want you to explain it. So, uh, 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 myself, uh, Chris Pirate, and uh, a couple other team members of ours, we just put together, uh, brought together a vision, brought to life okay. uh, of a carryout. Mm. So, you know, one Expl- stop. Oh, now we are we are global. Hey. Podcast. So okay. explain to the people what what is the carryout and its significance. Man, you want your wings and things, your local your local chicken spot, mm-hmm. you know, for that hot meal when you on late run, and you need that mumbo sauce on the side. Mm. Yes, chocolate Sometimes city might be Chinese based, you know, uh-huh. gourmet. It yeah. might have some subs and some some other things. Some ribs well. and things. It's some I've ribs seen, and things. I've seen some oh, ribs and come things. On. Ribs and things. Come on, man. Oh, I know man. ribs and things. Ribs baby. and things are my favorite. They deliver at ten o'clock at yes, night. They do. Every wing is a dollar. <laughs> nine dollars, nine wings, and that's the full wing. So y'all had to carry out. Yes. Now, yes. now explain to me why was this a a heavy artistic. Uh, exhibition. What was the significance of it? Walk me through some of like. That. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, just just from the concept alone, uh, pulling around, pulling um, together the conceptualization of the carry out. Right. What that feels like mm-hmm. in real life. It's mm-hmm. always uncomfortable in um, tight quarters. Tight quarters. Right. It's not the most cleanest place, but um, and there's but it, nowhere to sit. Nowhere to sit. Never. But it's a gathering place. It's a place that's familiar. Um, to a lot of people, or especially around DC area, um, and then in, uh, involving various artists around the around the DMV, mm-hmm. yep. um, and bringing their you know their base there, so right. they can you know social bringing bring their work to life in a sense. Absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So in 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 the concept of it, um, we decided to clu- include a lot of our art homies. So mm-hmm. we had Diego, we mm, had Danny Lyon. We right. had Carlizzi. Um, we had Kiana. Ricasso. Ricasso, Lydia. Ricasso, Lil. Right, right, right. Oh, hey, Lil. Oh, hey. Yeah. Lil. So, um, I mean, everybody did their thing on the wall. Danny Lyon. Studded. Danny Lyon was creating what was putting uh, things on the wall that, that she, creations of her mind. Yeah. That you actually be, kind of be blown away with. Um, Lydia put uh, had a, 
really big hand. That's all. Um, a woman and a skull, and then just kind of put it all together with a fortune cookie. Yeah. Um, Ricasso took black and did some magic <laughs> with it because yeah, I mean he, he shaded with ma- black mm-hmm. with just the color black. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah, it was actually very interesting. Wow! Like, like it was sitting on the wall. Wow! Like, just 3D, just popping out. It was yeah. Great. I mean, we got. I mean, the two, the crew the crew of people we have around us is very talented. Chris will tell you exceptional any, every, every day, any day, every day, and all the time that like you know some of the artists. In a certain sense, maybe better at him than certain things, but they definitely deserve the platform. That's why he shares his with them. So speaking of that platform, I, it was at the Big Chief, right? Correct. So what happens to this carry out now? It's a running exhibition. So yeah, we still popping. It's still popping. A word? Yeah. Now, what were y'all selling out of the carry out? Oh, man. Everybody. So I guess let's, let's, let's put it in compartments. So first there was food. Mm-hmm. So our homie... Uh, Mackenzie Kitbury, who runs the Little Minor Taco out of Savers 3807 in um, Brentwood, I believe, Maryland. So right outside uh, Mount Rainier. Um, he has his own spot there. So he's a, he's a chef. He came and cooked a little bit of... Um, threw down on the rooftop. Def- definitely threw down on the rooftop. But um, he came and cooked a, a few of his goodies. Um, <clears throat> there was shrimp fried rice. rice. Mm-hmm. There was uh, chicken, chicken, and, and fries. chicken and fries. The vegan edition. Um, so th- we serve food out of it. And then the artists um, had, were able to sell their merchandise. So Kiana came and show- sold some of her hoodies. Crosso had some shirts. Evan has some of his works. But we wanted to keep it We wanted to keep it simple in a sense. So, like, whatever they had, just put it out. And the fact that you we have this event, you could just sell your stuff and, and make, you, make your money. Yeah, it was, a, it was really a full experience. You know, they had very... Uh, trinkets like menus and um, carry out bags and just full experience. I don't want to give everything away. Right. But uh, but it's still running. It's still, it's still up still right running. now. Oh, yeah. So, how something actually about to happen this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Are y'all going to be able to save the Big Chief? Huh? Are y'all going to be able to save the Big Chief? You know, the rumor around, the, around town is Big Chief is closing. Yeah, I don't think that shit is true. It's not, I don't think it's closing at all. They hey, just, no they matter just what happens, regrouping and reorganizing like, you know, let's say somebody's I don't, I'm not saying they're going bankrupt or anything, Carry out but very here. similar <laughs> to how, like, I don't know, a comp- uh, someone goes says they're bankrupt and then re- regroups and reorganizes their finances. Right. I feel like they're just regrouping, strategy. Re- strategy. re-strategizing how they're going to do things. Mm. It's 2020. You got to you gotta switch it up. I got I to ask the hard questions then. So, okay, are, so you, are, y'all, are y'all contributing to the big chief or are you the transition between the big chief and new New money management post bankrupt apocalyptic stuff. I don't. I don't know what's happening after us. I just know like our homie is one of the managers. We are doing it because we could. That, that's really what it boils down to. Mm. And then with the blessing of PBR. Outside of that, I don't know no more information. I just it seems like a regroup and reorganization. I don't know anything else. What you know over here, man? Hey, man. No matter what happens, like the big chief. Something. Carry out still happening. You know what I'm saying? That's Carry facts. out still popping. That's facts. And uh, that's facts. No matter what happens to Big Chief, Big Chief, hey, carry out still open. <laughs> so, once again, while I can't really speak on that stuff, I do know that I can confidently say that we did a carry out in the Big Chief. Mm-hmm. It's a, a heavy cultural moment. Right, right. Not, I, I just, in recent memory, I don't know if there's any other installation that was like that. I mean, I, no, I can't think of installation quite like that 
per se. My only fear when it comes to, to exhibitions and installations like this, especially in places like Big Chief, what happens after the moment is over? How can we, how can we preserve this moment? Because I think to the point that you just made, <clears throat> this was a huge cultural moment. And it would be sad just to see all that beautiful work just exist in some studio that we'd never get to visit again. So how can we make things like this more permanent, more long-lasting? Um, That's my question. Convince the big chief to, to house it. Um, convince a museum to house it. Uh, that, that's what that's how I look at it. I mean, in my mind, we have all the ingredients to make the secret sauce, so right. why can't you just make it again? What was your specific... Oh, that's a good thought. You hear, you hear this guy? That's a good thought. What was your specific role in the in the carryout project, though? Um, just uh, just working, working with Chris side by side and bringing the vision to life, uh, visualizing it, um, actually creating the design. Right. And construction-wise, yeah. bringing it and saying, hey... We need X amount of two by fours, X amount of pieces of plywood, right, 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 and right. breaking it down all the way down to the to the number to the screw mm-hmm. of what was necessary mm-hmm. for actually building it and putting it together, and then coming after that and installing it all. Right, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I got a couple more questions now. Walk me through the process because <clears throat> something something very interesting happened in the creative scene. I think today or yesterday, and I can't remember whose quote it was. It might be. Stephen King, but uh, one of these old white guys okay. came out and said that when they're considering art, they don't put diversity as a mandate. It's not important to them. They actually, you shouldn't even consider, you shouldn't think about diversity when you're trying to evaluate art. I now, hold up, hold up, hold up, because I'm about to tie it together, player. <laughs> to so, <laughs> I went to the carryout, and uh, the art that was represented at the carryout, I would say is diverse, but that's just uh, using my gaze as a minority in a majority structure. But at the same time, there were no white artists in there. There was only one Hispanic artist in there. That's not reflective of the city. Did you consider diversity when you were facilitating the carryout ex- exhibition? I mean, in my eyes, yes. Because we're considering the people who aren't generally considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in my eyes, yes. And, and that's, that, that's, for us, that's kind of the way we we we. We've been moving and would like to continue to move. We're we're watching with the same eyes as everyone else and purposely picking certain people because of certain talents we've seen or just knowing that they they just deserve the platform. So for me, um, I know that we are, and that's 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 it on that one for for, for me. Yeah, and I can speak on what I know. You know, Tom Tom is the big brain. I'm just the extension. Um, but. Uh, you know, you always consider the consumer and right. who's the consumer of, you know, art. It's everybody. You know, there's mm. no limitations to that. So um, you don't I wouldn't say you. I mean, you include who you can include. You know, there's only a couple spots, you know, for for the people that you select. Um, but everybody's in mind. Uh, nobody's being excluded and left out. Um, it's an opportunity for everybody to be a part. And it's it's D.C. culture. You know, True. So who's going to define that? It's not right. Chocolate City no more. No, no. So. But I want to get back to the. I want to get to the point that I think. I think it was Stephen King. Okay. One of these old white dudes, but they were talking about how the Oscars is is so white and how we ended up Absolutely. this year with all white candidates. And the guy was basically defending a, a mindset or a perspective that you don't have to be diverse when you're considering art. That that actually cheapens the experience. And to a certain degree, and I'm going to say just to serve to, to stir the pot a little bit. I agree. Yeah. 
I agree. Like when you I agree with which part? I agree with the part that you don't have to consider diversity when you're evaluating art. When I'm watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I don't judge the movie on how many minorities are represented within the movie. I just watch the movie. But okay, why did so, you watch the movie? Right, so here, let's say it again. But why did you watch the movie? I watched the Was movie for Quentin. Quentin right, exactly. I watched the movie for Quentin. Okay, so there, there goes. There's another point within that, which is art generally is supposed to make you think, right. and at times make you uncomfortable. Right. So, for me, I feel like. The consideration of who made the art piece yeah. also plays into your understanding mm-hmm. of or your lack that's of facts. understanding. That's of. facts. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the important part. And my platform is meant to help my people in a sense. Right. So I consider that. I take that very serious in a sense. Right. But could the, could the majority party come to you and say that you or would it affect you if someone commented that you aren't diverse? No. I don't. I can't. I can't really care about that right now. That's no. interesting. What are your thoughts, man? I, uh, you know, as for me, as for my products, a lot of the products that are not, you know, construction based, um, you know, merch things like that. A lot of people say I might be catering to the male sex and not the female sex because I don't have, you know, specific clothing for crop tops or something. Yeah, you know, that just that helps me. That helps guide me. Okay, cool. There's a need. Um, however, I'm still knowledgeable to know that unisex t-shirts mm-hmm. still sell the most. So mm-hmm. where am I going to spend the most of my time and my money? On the unisex shirts. I'll get a couple V-necks, a couple crop tops, sure. But, uh, you know. So are we saying it. that intentional diversity <laughs> is overrated? Is that what we're saying right now? I suppose you could look at it that way. I, w- I would like to say that when it's art. Um, yeah, especially when it's art. Because, yeah. like, intentional diversity in politics should be a thing. Yeah. But in art... When you're trying to express a specific thought, even if it's directed towards a target audience, should you have to include diversity? Should that be a cornerstone? No. no. So, so I, it's art. I think now I see why you agree. Yeah. So, like, it's not, it's not intentional diversity is not necessary. Yeah. Right. It's a creation. It's, it's, it's supposed to be authentic. It's, right. it's supposed to be bred authentically. Not, yeah. Not, you know, you can be do, you know, do something for a market to seize a certain market. But, exactly. But that's different. That's yeah. when you cater to the market that you're appealing for. Thanks. But if you're just creating to create, like, oh, let me think about the black people. Hmm. That's, that's not even how you really create for Yeah. Mm-mm. That's forced. Mm. It shouldn't be forced. Mm-mm. That was a good thought, though. Definitely. That was a good thought. Yeah, see, you got see, what happened. I see, what? I see what you did there, b You see what I'm saying? I, I went a little deep. Yeah. But I ain't go too deep. But just the taste. I wanted to put the tip in. Just see what y'all fellas was at. You know what I mean? Like Charlemagne's ass. Just wanted to see yeah, just the tip. where y'all was standing. I knew a bad joke was coming. I really did. Yep. You know I'm not funny. Not funny at all. Not funny at all. So what else, what else we ought to talk about? What else you got? How, how was uh, the joint you did the other day? Joint I did the, the, the event you day. did the other day. The, uh... Oh, son, I went to a white open mic, man. I went to a white open mic last night. I got. A, I have a new client. Her name is Shekinah. We're gonna play some singles on the on the podcast one yeah. day. But I went to a white open mic just to. Was it diverse? Okay, here's what I said. Here's, what, here's, here's <laughs> well played, here's what Evan. I, here's well what I really want to say. That was good though. Here's what I really want to say. DC is really white. Of course, Vanilla City. Like. When we get this sense of data back, I think people are going to be surprised that it is not even like 
it was what 70 30 back in 2000 to 2010 was the black to white population was and it? now some people yeah it was like 70 30 i think early 2000s might have been the the peak which is like 77 percent or something like that i think we're going to be surprised that not only have we lost the majority not only are we in a soft minority but i think the ratio is completely flipped yeah. the other way yeah. i think it's 70 30 the other way because god damn there's a lot of white people in this city yep. no disrespect to the whites not much disrespect, but Jesus. Anyway, so I went to this. Um, I went to this open mic, and I knew I was in the white city because it was like. Um, Did they even snap? Yeah. Well, I knew it was a white city because people were clapping and nobody was on beat. Oh, no. And so I told my artist before she got up there, when you go sing, keep the beat in your head because I know these kind of white folks, they're going to want to snap and clap and they're going to be on the wrong beat and then you're going to be messed up. And sure enough, they was on the wrong beat and everything. But one thing I did notice, though, in watching white people, uh, which I thoroughly enjoy, uh-huh. uh, go check out The Marriage Story on Netflix. It's a great white movie. The, anyway, the Marriage Story? You seen The Marriage Story? No. Have you seen The Marriage I'm Story? Is that when Alexi, they- have you seen The Marriage Story? What? Is that when they start growing apart before the divorce or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I stopped watching that because I wanted to watch it with my fiance. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> is it? are you guys children of divorce in there? Anybody? Not at all. No, child of divorce? Child of divorce? My, oh, my, gang, gang. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, anyway, so I was, um, I just found it interesting that I was watching, I was watching in a very, when I first moved here, the part of town that I was in was a very black part of town. Right. Uh, it's right across the street from Rose Bar. It was a really black part of town. This is what DuPont Circle. And when I went, it was all like indie pop covers on an open mic style. And I was like, wow, interesting. But it, it did make me realize, you know, white people love music too, man. Yeah. That's my whole point. Love to steal it <laughs> even more. That, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a cathartic situation to watch my very black girl artists sing Lauryn Hill in a room full of white people who just flat out didn't know the song. They didn't know the song. It was the Fuji song too. It was uh, uh one time. Yeah, one yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. It was just so interesting to see just a a cultural barrier. And then when she finished it, I mean if I hope she's not listening. She did okay. Oh, like no. I'm saying, this is her first performance in life. It's a free open oh, mic. Okay. Ever. It's yeah. a free open mic. This is like our <laughs> first comedy club. This is where you fuck up, right? <laughs> and she did okay. But the way the, the crowd responded to her, you would have thought, like, she, she was, was giving out blessings. Out. Yeah, like, it was like, <sighs> man, it's a really white city. That's all I got. I mean, they, I, love, I love that they appreciate the culture. I, you know, I wouldn't mind them paying for it a little bit more other mm. than stealing it. But yeah. What does that look like? Uh, you know, they don't, they, they buy a lot of art, but it's not really, the, they, they appreciate the black culture. But that's where's the reparations for the culture that established mm. the the white lifestyle that we are we are in today. Right. You know? Talk more about that. What has been your experience with like the white demographic as an artist? I mean that's different. I feel like that's a little different because my, my sample of what I look at is not it's not based on who makes it. It's right. it's the art itself that okay. I'm looking at. And a lot of times it is on the backs of, you know, Mickey Mouse, Bart Simpson and you know. Pop culture references, yeah. so I just cheapen that, anyways. <laughs> but that's just me, right? Um, <clears throat> so whether or not it's black or white, I will say that you know a lot of art is considered well. A lot of there's urban art, right? right, right, right. Sound. That I feel like it's been hijacked, simplified, um, and catered to 
for their needs. Oh, the graffiti around DC is now gentrified. Yeah. Instead of it being purposeful, like DC based. No. Um, you know, like Pow Wow DC. Love Pow Wow. Big fan. Um, however, oh shots fired. However, <laughs> however, oh, I, I would, agent of gentrification. <laughs> I would just like to see artwork that's put in DC that's actually meaningful to the streets of DC, not just because it's an interesting, you know, popular artist from Hawaii. Oh, man, that was a good shout out, man. You gotta let these, you gotta let these motherfuckers know. It's a fact, though. I mean, we looking at you, Powell. It's time to be culturally re- relevant, you know, to your location. There's local artists here that can do the same thing. Yeah, that actually means something to the city, right? Instead of giving a bag to somebody who lives in Hawaii, get your money. But you know, well, I think we've discussed that on this podcast before. Have we talked about? Um, we've talked about the subject of gentrification, and we talked about it especially in the localized. Where are you from? Uh, I'm here. I was what bo- born what here. I was born here. Okay. I wasn't raised here. So what were you just, raised? Um, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. Morgantown, West Virginia. I went away to school, so it's a little different. West Virginia. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. Let's go Mountaineers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. no. no. Who were we just talking about? You know I do a lot of drugs. Okay. Oh yeah, we were talking about uh, <laughs> we were talking about gentrification, right? And so I like that. I like the shout out you did for Power because that's one thing that I've always watched them. Chris Pirate came on this podcast early, early, early um, in our existence, and he gave us like a five point plan for how gentrification happens. Mm-hmm. And usually the first step is like art, which is why I asked I asked you about is the carry out a transitional piece or is it the uh, first piece or the last piece? Like umbrella. This, like Umbrella, right? Because Umbrella was the closing of a situation. Now they're going to open up that, what, Martha's Table is now going to probably be like a, a million-dollar condo, right? Right. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, this is no indictment towards y'all, but I'm thinking if there's a restructuring happening at the Big Chief, is to carry out the last cool art project to push towards a gentrified movement, or is this something that really sustains our culture? I don't have the answers to that question. You gotta ask Big Chief that. I would. I would. I would. Who owns the Big Chief? Is it a white man? Uh, the Tin Shop, I believe. And I'm almost certain yes. Yeah, yeah definitely Blanco. Um, but I would like to say, you know, that area is already gentrified. Oh know, yeah. To to its extent that it's capable of at the moment. You know, there's no metro there, so they can only do to, so much because you're not going to get too much traffic around there. It's true. It's yes, um, organic over there. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So, it's a mom's, isn't it? Yep. My bad. Mom's. It, it's not a, a TJ Maxx. It's a mom's. It's a mom's. But the uh, apartment complex that they got there. Hex Ivy City. Yep. Out of Hex. Just, they flipped that. Parking garage. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Are there any other? There's one black space over there. used to be an Alta over, over there. there. A who? An Alta. They got a like gourmet. Like makeup spot at Alta? Oh, Alta. Yeah, they have a gourmet you know pizza. That time. You ain't got no hair. <laughs> Where, where's the hair stuff, man? How the hell? Hey, Christmas. I mean, it was right passed. there out in the open. I can't. You can't ignore my it. Bad, my bad. I would think you wouldn't even be looking at hair. I'm not. We not. I have a girlfriend. Right I need to know You're a right. little something. Right. Your girlfriend has hair. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And You're Ulta right. isn't about hair. Yeah, it's makeup. It's makeup. It? Yeah. I mean, you do got nice feet. I, I guess I know. nice feet. You do, man. You got very very moisturized feet, pedicures, man. manicures. You do, you know man. You do your toenails. Shine. Nothing wrong with it. Charlotte no, man gets his done. Not at all. Not at all. Moisturized, I guess. I, I guess do. I should be My big for toe that. looks like an ashy doorknob. An ashy doorknob. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> my bad. I can believe we that. were talking about Mr. Oh. Self-deprecation himself. Uh, so we were talking about Powwow, who I definitely believe is an agent of gentrification. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really wondering. I was going to do a whole like case study on the Big Chief because I'm really wondering what the future of that is. Because the Big Chief, to me, especially in the last three or four years, has represented an opportunity for producers to really get their shit off. I could t- I can name about seven people, who made eight it. people right now who started their events at the Big Chief. And maybe to a detriment to the Big Chief where they were doing 50-50 door splits instead of doing rental charges, the Big Chief as we know it doesn't look like it's going to be sustainable. That's just a, that's just a news on the street. I know you don't want to So is it, talk is about it the it. name or is it the location? Because it seems like the name is going to go away. Um, but in the location, is it that special? Because I actually don't think the name is going anywhere. Really? Yeah. Okay. I hope not. I believe the name is going is going to stay there, but just how they do, how they operate. Yeah, because I don't know if you really think about it. It's a it's just a bar. There is no food. There's no food at the Big Chief. So and it's huge. And it's, it's huge. Huge. And they keep so that like thing on, heated on on Monday right. on a Monday or a Tuesday. It's dead as a doorknob. Dead as a doorknob. And as a business model, that that just shit ain't just ain't gonna work. And it ain't yeah. in a. It's not in a high. A high traffic spot. Not, like not like it's not on H Street, even though H Street is around the corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but. it's not. No, I'm concerned, man. I really think I think I think the word, from the, what I saw, here's the word, the word, the on, the word the street on, on the street that I heard is that they're not going to do promote promoted parties anymore, or something no. like that. No, it's all rental fees. So it's no more. There's no more promoted parties. I guess in like general terms, is like fifty fifty door split. You go to a venue. If you can't afford the venue's rental price or you're not willing to pay the, the venue's rental price, most times venues will give you a promotional deal, which is like, okay, you have to charge the door. We got to take this much off the top, and then we can split after this or just a general split. Big Chief was doing splits and, like, taking some off the top. That wasn't making any money because that's just math-wise it makes no money. You charge somebody 10 15 bucks to get into a spot, knowing our demographic, knowing our market – once I pay $10, $15 to get in the spot, the likelihood of me then Getting being drinks. a patron of that spot mm-hmm. is very low, mm-hmm. right? So right. It's got to be popping in there. So you have to do, I mean, it's good for the promoter. That's why I say it's, it's a tricky situation. Probably eight, nine people get off. You can make twelve fifty in a night as a promoter, which is good for you. But if the venue making twelve fifty a night, oh, we in trouble. Mm-hmm. We in big trouble. And so if that is the case and we are restructuring towards a new thing, I feel like that means goodbye to the big chief being the stepping stone for some of these promoters and producers to get their rights. And off we've lost yet another venue for yeah. the arts. Yep. And if it's only open for events, then that has access to being a bar. Then, and it's not that you know, other than the atmosphere and the events going on, there's nothing really too special no. about that location. I like I, I love, love the, the carryout. I, I mean, love the, carry the rooftop. Out. The rooftop is popping, slamming. And the, and the carryout is yeah. yo. The carryout is. Really, I really yeah. encourage people to go check that shit out. How can they go see that? They can see is there like a website or is J Towns got There's some photos? There's an IG out uh, as a, as a, as we speak. They need to come in real come person to in the, the flesh. G. Get off your cell phone and meet some people. Look at the artwork on the wall. Artwork doesn't represent well on Instagram. Come it, on, it, it, it's not the same as coming to see the real thing. Yeah, you got to. You got to it's an experience. So, so before before I forget. We, there is lime at the Big Chief this weekend. Oh, word! Yeah, yeah, you gotta come closer to the mic, though. Oh, word! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lime is at the Big Chief this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank next God. Next weekend, I believe, 
uh, our team is doing something. Can't quite speak on it yet. Don't talk about it. Don't the, talk about the, it. The details will be released very soon. And I, I'm, I'm, I, as from my point of view, and just as, from what I know, we we, we are going to be activating it for the remainder of the month. But okay, good. I can't tell you all that quite yet. Yeah. I mean, gotta I pay mean, attention to the IG and pay attention to what we post. That's it. Yeah. And the mailing list. Y'all niggas got to start on time, but that's another conversation. <laughs> This guy, me can't ru- you, can't, you can't rush an experience. Me, you can't okay. rush an experience. All right, man. You know, right. when's the last time you waited in line for something, man? You do it intentionally. You you wait in line for McDonald's, you angry. You wait in line for Ruth Chris, it's worth the wait. I'll Evan is fly, good. Man. Evan is good. I'll Evan let that. Good. I'll let that fly for now. I'll let that fly. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 really glad to see the so, carry out. So we should let the people in and let them see the ladder. That's what you're saying. Let the people in. On time. That's you know. That's all. It was that's a nice day out. I saw. Wow. <laughs> it was a nice day out. I'm not doing this with y'all. Right now. I'm not doing this with y'all, like y'all right now. The air was fresh. You know. All right. We are coming to. We are coming to the close of the show. So there is a thing that we like to do every week. It's called Tools of the Trade. Tools of the Trade. What we do is uh, we go around our little conversational circle, uh, and we give out either. Um, metaphorical or actual physical tools that help us get through our creative process throughout the week. It could be something like a notebook or a vape pen or something uh, idiosyncratic and abstract like patience and maturity. Um, so I'm going to start over here with my boy Tom Tom. He's going to give out his socials, give us the tools of the trade, and then we'll keep it going. So my tool of the trade recently has been Google calendars and a notebook. Mm. Gotta schedule and organize yourself and take notes at meetings. So that's what I do. I seen you out here with the calendar invites, man. Yeah, man. I had to do it. I love calendar invites. Shit is beautiful. Yeah, that Comes was right on your phone. It's good. Right. I felt very responsible when you sent this to me. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man. Except. <laughs> Thank you. Give them your socials, Tom Tom. So we got Thomas the Great on IG. We got Tommy Pickles on Twitter, P I C K L Z underscore in the middle. And I believe that's it. What you got? What you got coming up? Some some this weekend. So Lime is this weekend, right? Um, more events at the carryout is coming up. Um, we have the Black Whiskey Art Shows coming back, curated by Chris Pirate. Mm. And you know the rest. You got you got to wait. You got to watch and see. Yeah. All right for sure. We got a lot coming up this year though. Definitely. Give us your tools of the trade, brother. Hey, my tools of the trade as a designer and you know constant. Uh, Artist, I got my iPad. I always got my iPad and my uh, my pen. It's got a cool little doodle when I w- hey, we open man. it up. Hey, yeah, that's that's a commission piece I did. That looked like the joint from the where you drew on the little thing on the thing. You know what I'm talking about with the the pen. I sound crazy because nobody PBR. can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Never mind. The PBR <laughs> rendering from before? Huh? The PBR rendering? No, it looks like one of those one of those old toys that had like the magnetic pen that you would write on the little plastic. Etch a sketch. Is that what it was? Yes. I thought Etch a sketch was with the dials. Yeah. Oh, it, well, it was kind of okay. It was, I meant like the little pen situation. It, it had the same magnetic yeah. thing inside the screen. I get what you said. And then you slide it to clean it and don't shake it. Could you like really that. draw things on Etch a sketch? Can you yeah, do that? Yeah, absolutely. Have People you not was going seen crazy that? with yeah. that? Like fine art designs on there. Okay. Yeah. Got so, your iPad. Yeah, there you iPad, go. iPad, <laughs> of course. Um, I got, uh, so I'm trying to get better 2020, so I got my planner. 
Boom. Oh, it's cute too, man. And cute, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for sale. That's what it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, and then um, also because I didn't know how long I was going to be waiting for you guys. Because yeah. I like to show up early. Um, I, I was here at the same time he was. Oh, Tom Tom wasn't on African time. There you go. Can we get some applause for Tom Tom? Can we get a little <laughs> applause for Tom Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Alexia. Nice and gentle. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a, that's a white audience right here. <laughs> I didn't hear any howling in the back. Woo! All right. No, yeah, Tom. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Uh, yeah, and then I got uh, got some beads and got some uh, hemp for make, I'm making a necklace. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 my tools of the trade. Keep, keep myself creative and Sweet. active. And uh, you can find me on Glass of Water Art. Uh, glass of water art yes on uh instagram okay. facebook twitter for sure you got anything coming up any any shows any um, exhibitions I, i'm working on my first solo show oh, um yeah. and that will be tbd so i gotta make sure everything's right um and I'm getting married, so that's priority. Oh, so. shit, son. Yeah, he definitely we could have talked about that the whole episode. He did say fiance earlier. Yeah, I just you, kind of you forgot. missed it. I do a lot of drugs, man. I keep telling you that, man. <laughs> Jesus. It's okay. You getting married, son? Yeah, man. You got a best man? Uh, See, I, no, not yet. Wait, wait, wait. wait yet, hold on. What you mean? Uh, is this like a contention, or you just have like no male friends that you trust? So my brother made me his best man. Okay. So I, don't, I feel somewhat obligated, <laughs> but at the same time... <laughs> <laughs> you get what I mean? <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> I haven't made Is it your older or younger brother? He's older. <laughs> yeah, you get what I hey, mean? Hey, thanks for letting me be your best man. You have to be groomsman number three. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm happy to make the cut. You know what I'm saying? My man just told me I'm going to be his best man at his wedding, and I did all the research. I'm like a, like a geek. So many interesting uh, traditions, but we don't have time, man. Yep. Uh, my name is. Uh, Brian Brown, BMO Brown. Follow me on all social media platforms at BMO Brown, B-E-M-O Brown. Uh, my tool of the trade this week is money. Money. I have some things have happened, man. Some things have happened. The third year of business is popping off. It's 2020. Awesome. Um, the shit I've been talking is finally landing. Somebody smells what my rock is cooking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the revenue sources have gone up. And so as I was talking to my lady yesterday and we realized, you know, all the bills would be paid. I looked at her and I was like, well, what do we do now? Hmm. Savings, right? I was like, "What do we like? What do we? What do we do now?" He's like, "We can save it." I was like, "Yeah, you know, savings is cool. Invest. Yeah, that's cool." But that was the that was actually the next question. Like, I want to invest in something that I can actually hold. Yeah, right, right. And definitely. I wanted. We run out of time now. Maybe we could talk about it on the next episode when on Matt the next comes back. Episode. I want to be able to buy something right right now that I can hold, put up on my wall, that's and then sell it in three years. That sounds like artwork. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay. <laughs> I want I want to know whose artwork I can buy with a certain amount of money that Glass I know I can. Glassofwaterart.com. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. He, he never forgets to plug himself. No, never forgets to plug. We want to thank y'all for listening to the Over the Show, the podcast. Make sure you follow on us on all social media pop platforms at OTS Pod uh, and listen to us next week wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, continue to listen to the gems that we drop every week. Until next week, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Stay hydrated, y'all. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. 
full-service radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.